Hey, what's going on, everybody? Guess what week it is? That's right. It's Super Bowl 58 week everywhere across the country, all over the world. The biggest event in sports. I don't know if that's actually true, but um, it is. It, well, no, really, there's other, there are other sports that are very popular. Cup. It's your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Fabs, here, and the handsome and debonair, the legendary king, uh, Robert Harris, here. Uh, Bob. We've got a big game to analyze from many different angles uh, right here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show, which, of course, is presented by uh, Bet Online. And before we get into the X's and O's and the player props and all that fun stuff, because you all know you're going to be doing it, uh, let's talk about Bet Online because it is, in fact, playoff time and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship and our partners over at bet online. That's your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads, the hundreds of bets and on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade to the shade of underwear. Bob Harris will be wearing for the game. Okay. They don't have that, but bet online is the number one source for your championship wagering head to bet online and join today to get in on all the action uh, bet online. The game starts here and the game starts right now but first a little housekeeping to do one interesting headline for the week bob that has to me major fantasy implications before we get into chiefs 49ers is the chargers hiring greg roman as their offensive coordinator i mean if you know football and you know harbaugh you knew this was coming i don't love the fit because greg roman has been a running sort of offensive guy he has had Lamar Jackson. He has had Tyrod. He has had Colin Kaepernick, all running quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, not a running quarterback. And he has been a, have a heavy uh, run coordinator. I don't even know who the Chargers running back is, to be quite honest with you. I actually uh, spent some time with Austin Eckler over the weekend in Vegas. And hell, I mean, you know, he doesn't know what's going on with the Chargers. If he comes back or not, we're not sure. Uh, but your thoughts on Greg Roman taking over that job, Bob? It just seems like an odd fit. Well, it, I mean, I don't want to say an odd fit. I mean, it's, you know, you mentioned it. It's kind of almost expected, uh, you know, the yeah. Harbaugh's and, and Greg Roman go together. And and Greg Roman was with Jim Harbaugh uh, during their time together in San Francisco, and they were run heavy. And, I mean, you're kind of expecting that. But, but at some point, you know, maybe you have to – to take a step back and think, what is the focal point of this offense really going to be? Maybe they are smart enough to realize that the passing game is going to have to be a bigger component than it has in their past offenses. They do have a passing game coordinator as well. So, you know, that's kind of the, the current phrase is. And, and also, I wouldn't like totally dismiss Justin Herbert as being not capable of running. He's more than capable of running. Well, I don't but know they're not, ideal. I mean, they're not going to design runs for him. He's well, not going to be running not, RPO, no. So well, it's not like Lamar. Probably not. But, yeah. but I mean, I think, you know, sitting here as we sit here right now, yes, it's not ideal. Am I open-minded to the possibility that Jim Harbaugh wants to win football games and that the comments he made upon being hired, that Justin Herbert is his ticket to get there, that mm -hmm. that's not lost on him. No, I'm going to give him a moment of grace and assume that. Am I in early mock drafts, which I'm taking part in, I'm up to about five so far. Am I out there making a mad rush to get Justin Herbert on my roster? No, I'm not. I'm, it's, a, it's a little wait and see for me on this. Just remember that Greg Roman was the OC in Baltimore, and they decided to let him go because why? They wanted to get a guy in there who's going to incorporate the pass a little bit more in Greg and, uh, and Todd Monken. Uh, so <laughs> it's just it's just a 
I, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. So he couldn't have learned much from that. I mean, you know, like I'm just, I'm just saying clearly they realized the best player on their roster, the one they're most committed to uh, financially as well over the long term mm -hmm. is their quarterback. I mean, I, and I realized that was the case with Lamar Jackson as well. And, and we saw, I mean, it, you know, so I'm just going to give them a moment to, uh, to, to figure this out and maybe come up with a, some good ideas to make the best use of Justin Herbert's arm talent. Uh, whoever the Chargers running back is, though, I am going to be targeting that player in drafts. Um, For sure. Committee. Uh, and then in that case, maybe not. Uh, all right, let's get to Super Bowl 58. Uh, the injury report is, I mean, th there's not much, folks. Uh, you know, Jarek McKinnon, unlikely to come back from the hernia. Uh, Sky Moore was taken off of injured reserve. Kadarius Tony is not on the injury report. I don't even know if he's going to be uh, a part of that offense. Who the hell knows? Um, and G George Kittle's got a toe. Uh, some people would say he has 10. Um, I've used that joke before. Yes, I know. It's still funny, uh, but he should be fine going in. Uh, Bob Harris, before we get into the Super Bowl props and the trends uh, that I have unearthed, give me your breakdown on each of these teams from a fantasy perspective. There are people out there who are in postseason leagues. Now, if you're in one and done, I mean, like, you know, it's whittled down to like nothing at this point, right? Depending on your strategy. Uh, but what are you, what are your thoughts on both of these offenses facing the respective defenses on the other side? Who do you think is uh, going to have the best fantasy day, and who might disappoint? I, I feel like it's really you know the the choices are pretty chalky here. I would expect Brock Purdy to maybe outproduce, but that does not mean you know uh, outperform necessarily Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes, who may show up in a big game at the at the most fortuitous times. But just given the you know the 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 weapons of the passing attack, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. I don't want to be dismissive of him, but the coverages, the two high safeties, uh, you know, open things up. That's kind of where Debo feasts. So I'm expecting a focus on him. Also, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we've seen, you know, when it matters most, when games are on the line, Brock Purdy willing to take off and run and do it fairly effectively, mostly because it's not expected, probably. Chiefs built to stop the pass and rush the passer. Uh, so plenty of room there for Christian McCaffrey to excel in this one. On the other side of the ball, you know, play it straight, kids. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco really saw a play. Uh, the 49ers have been susceptible. Although, like, they know they've been called out for their effort. They've called themselves out for their effort against the run and on some of the defensive plays. So I would expect a little more a little more intensity and focus from the 49ers defense. But Travis Kelsey obviously leading the way among all the receiving assets in this game to me. Rasheed Rice, probably the best wide receiver option standalone just because he's the only option in San Francisco, you know, or in, in Kansas City. And then there's like a Gordian knot of guys like, look, it's a one game slate. Everyone's fair game. I mean, you're going right. to need to make a dart toss on this one. There's a Gordian. Right. I'm one of those Chiefs wide receivers, really. Right. There is a Gordian knot of Chiefs wide receivers, any of whom, assuming they're active, could uh, could end up being that touchdown guy. That would include Kadarius Tony. People, this just seems like the kind of game where he would randomly show up at after a tumultuous week. I think he said opened the the the, the team his first press conference by saying he's a wide receiver one in some world, right? Uh, I guess so, but not this, but you're, not this one. You're taking your chances on any of those guys, but like if you're playing in some kind of DFS tournament and you need some kind of outlier play, everybody there is fair game, right? Whether it's Tony, McCall mm -hmm. Hardman, didn't was only on the field for what, one snap last game after hitting that, you know, having that crucial fumble. Didn't actually cost him game of Buffalo. Uh, you know, we could see Sky Moore back, as you mentioned, and available. 
I mean, Justin Watson. I mean, Noah Gray is in the mix there as well. All those guys are seeing some targets. And, and the Chiefs are playing a lot of two tight end sets as they've gone into the into the postseason. Marquez Valdez-Gantling, the piece I haven't mentioned, who seems like the most likely, had a little momentum, has gotten a little run in the postseason. So there are plenty of pieces here to mine from. Look on the other side, if you're looking for outliers as well, uh, third and Juan Jennings uh is the guy that everyone has been looking at who's getting some run but when Debo's on the field his playing time his snaps diminish greatly so I'm probably not digging that deep on that side right um I I had to look up Gordian knot a Gordian knot is an ancient Greek legend associated with Alexander the Great in Gordium in fig figia regarding a complex knot that is tied an ox cart tied what? What the hell? Where, where do you even get this crap from, Harris? It's Jim, not that's hard to untie. You're crazy, man. All right, let's get into the props. You and your Gordian Knights. Um, anyways, knots, whatever the hell it is. Knights, not I don't care. No, six and one, half dozen of the other. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. All right. So I pulled some uh player props. Now the numbers are different, you know, where you look, maybe yeah. by a yard or two. So uh I'll give a ballpark. Mahomes, passing yards, 260 and a half. He has surpassed this total nine times in 19 games. That's 47%, but he's missed it in four of his last five. And in those five games, Bob Harris, he's averaged 239.6 yards through the air. The one game that he did surpass 260 and a half, he had 262. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that far from being a miss. Uh, the Niners have allowed 261 or more passing yards seven times. Uh, in their last six games, quarterbacks have hit it once, and that was Jared Goff in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I'm going to go under on the passing yard prop, Bob. What about you? 260 is my number. You're going to go under that or over I'm gonna, it? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say dead on that. I'm not betting this one. So he's going to hit right at 260. 260 is my projection, right? I mean, that's like dead on. You know, like if you know, I don't bet the under, so I would bet the over here if I was going to bet it, but I probably wouldn't bet it because it's that close. Okay. Um, next up, Mahomes passing touchdowns at one and a half. He has surpassed this total 53% of his games, and I'm talking about every game, like playoffs and regular season, but he's missed it in six of his last eight. In the two games where he did throw for more than one and a half, he had two. And he only had two games where he had more than two touchdown passes, like which is crazy. It's flipping Patrick Mahomes, but it wasn't really this year statistically. The 49ers have allowed two or more touchdown passes seven times in the last five games, though. Quarterbacks have thrown multiple touchdowns three times. But one of those games was in week 18 when it was a meaningless game against the Rams and Carson Wentz had a couple of touchdown passes against them. So, Bob, I would go under the one and a half for Mahomes. What say you? I have at 1.8. I'm taking the over. How do you throw an eighth of a touchdown, by the way? It's not easy. Yeah, that's one of those Gordian not I'm things. taking it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with two there. The projections, you know, you're using an algorithmic model to create them, and it doesn't know that you can only throw wait a minute. even numbers. 83-year-old men who analyze fantasy football do not use algorithms and 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 such. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I guess it happens. Um, he's not really 83, only 73. All right, Mahomes rushing yards, 26 and a half. Uh, he has surpassed his totals nine times in 19 games, 47%, but he's missed it in five of his last seven. In that time, he's averaging 19 yards on the ground. The Niners have allowed at least 27 rushing yards to quarterbacks only five times this year. In their last six games, though, 
Uh, quarterbacks have hit that mark three times. But once again, one of those games was against Carson Wentz, who had 17 carries, in which was a crazy-ass game. And then some of the other teams they played, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, uh, Ravens, Lamar Jackson. So do you see him going over or under this, Bob? I'm going to say under. Uh, if I was betting the under, I would take the under. I'm not going to bet the over. Why do you not like the under? What's wrong with the under? Because it's a limiting factor. I want the unlimited options where they can have as many as they want. All right. All right. Brock Purdy. Passing yard prop is at 246 and a half. He has hit this mark 67% of the time in his games. Uh, In those games, in the last seven, he's hit it five times and averaged 275 per. Pretty good. But the Chiefs, Bob Harris have allowed 247 or more passing yards just seven times in their last seven games. Quarterbacks have hit that mark twice, and one of them was Easton Stick, and that went for 258 in a meaningless game uh, back in Week 18. I say Purdy's going under. What do you think? I'm saying over. A lot of run after the catch ability. The Chiefs are a tough pass defense. Uh, I will grant you that. Um, but I think once he gets the ball in the hands of his playmakers and all those guys are great at yards after the catch, notably McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, all more than capable. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on their shoulders and take the over on that one. All right. Brock Purdy passing touchdowns one and a half. He has hit this 50% of his games, um, but he has missed it in four of his last five. And the game that he did hit it was against the commanders. And if you remember the commanders pass defense, Not much good. like Swiss cheese, lots of holes. Uh, the Chiefs have allowed multiple touchdown passes to quarterbacks four times. That's it. And no quarterback has thrown for more than one touchdown pass against them in their last eight games. Bob Harris. Brock Purdy. Reverses over, that over trend. One and a half. He reverses that trend. I'm going to take the over on Wow. That. Bob Harris. All right. Okay. Listen, hey, I'm just spouting out the numbers, man. You guys I have it. Uh, the, the, the secret Bob Harris slash football guys algorithm has it at 1.6. Secret? Yeah, I want to know, but I, I want to know. Is that, is that like the you know Kentucky Fried Chicken? The uh, how many herbs and spices they got? Many, many herbs and spices many. <laughs> going to that. <laughs> All right, Chicken Man. Uh, let's go to the running backs. We'll go to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I've got him at ninety and a half rushing yards. He has rushed for at least ninety-one yards in ten of eighteen games, fifty-six percent. But he also rushed for at least eighty-five yards in two other games. And remember that he didn't play in a lot of that game against the commanders. So we got to kind of right. throw that one out in his last eight games, Bob Harris, where he has seen at least 43 offensive snaps. Christian McCaffrey has rushed for at least 91 yards, seven times. That's 88%. Now the chiefs defense. I mean, I think you can run on them. I'm going to take the over on Christian McCaffrey's rushing prop. You're going to be hard pressed to find me taking any of the unders on Christian McCaffrey. I'm go, yeah. like, it's going to be the all overs and definitely on the rushing. I haven't pegged it right around hundred yards. All right. Uh, receiving yards, uh, 33 and a half. He has put up at least 34 receiving yards, eight times in 18 games. That's 44%. But he has hit that mark only once in his last four games and only twice in his last six. But again, he missed part of that commander's game uh, with an injury. The Chiefs have allowed a running back to finish with at least 34 receiving yards only three times. Those backs, James Cook, Austin Eckler, and Justice Hill. Uh, Two of those runners had at least 34 receiving yards in the last four games, though. So uh, what are we thinking about McCaffrey? You're going over, I assume. I'm going to go ahead and take the over. I'm disagreeing with the algorithm a little bit. It likes 32 yards. I'm, I'm I'm liking the over on all the McCaffrey numbers. 
All right. Anytime touchdown. I mean, it depends on what, what book you're looking at, but it's, it's going to be juiced, right? I mean, it's going to be, yep. you're, you're going to, you're going to have to uh, pay out the nose if you lose. McCaffrey has scored 25 touchdowns in 18 games. He has failed to score a touchdown just three times all year, right? One of those games again was against the commanders when he only played 38 snaps. The Chiefs have a lot of touchdown and were running back just 10 times, and just one has scored against them in their last six games. That's Joe Mixon in week 17. Will you suffer the wrath of the juice and still take an anytime touchdown from Christian McCaffrey? <clears throat> I will if you make me. Yes, if I, if I, like like I said, I'll, I don't make all, you do anything. But I'm all in on McCaffrey. If there was one prop that I'd avoid, it'd probably be this one for all the reasons outlined. And touchdowns can be tricky. I, I would still probably bet this without. All right, let's go to Isaiah Pacheco, who I kind of became very uh, uh, much a fan of this season. His rushing yardage total is sixty-five and a half. He has rushed for at least 67 yards in eight of 17 games, 47%, but he's also rushed for at least 62 and three others. And he has hit that mark of 67 in four straight games during which time he has averaged 96 rushing yards per pretty good. Yep. The Niners have allowed at least 66 rushing yards. They were running backs only five times, but one beat them for 64, which is close enough. Uh, also their defense has allowed an average of 62 rushing yards to running backs who have faced them this season, who have received at least 10 attempts. I'm going over on Pacheco. I am as well. All right. Receiving. For all, I mean, by the way, yes. you, you say you're being a big, big fan. I, you know, I'm looking at these early mock drafts. I'm in look for him to be a top 10 running back next second year. or third round, right? Second round. Mostly yeah. seen him go in the second round. I think he slipped into third and one. All right. Receiving yards. 16 and a half. He has posted at least 17 and only 35% of his games. And he has missed that mark in three straight games in five of his last six. The Niners have allowed a runner to finish with at least 17 rushing yards, 17 times. That's a receiving. lot. Um, right. Receiving yards. Uh, in all their defense has given up the eighth most receiving yards per game to running backs. So while Pacheco has not done it lately, the Niners have been somewhat generous to pass catching backs. So I'm guessing you're going to go over here. I would, if I was going to bet this, I would bet the over. I might just avoid this one though. Anytime touchdown at minus 175, um, at least at the book that I looked at. Uh, 12 touchdowns in 17 games. He has scored at least one touchdown in each of his last seven straight, Bob Harris, scoring eight touchdowns total. He has been Christian McCaffrey Jr. He has been. Are we going, uh, are we going to take that at minus 175? I, I would, uh, I, I would probably take that one. I mean, I do think he's going to score. It's it. That one's pretty close. It, I mean, it's that minus one seventy five isn't great. <laughs> I, I, I kind of stumped Bob Harris there. He's like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do this. Do I want to do this? I'm not sure if I want to do this. You don't have to do it. I'm just saying. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Some fun stuff here. So I, I pulled some numbers for uh, Rasheed Rice, Debo, and and Brendan Ayuk because those are the three guys that we're going to be wagering on, right? Rasheed Rice's catches prop is six and a half. Now he's only hit this total 32% of his games this year. And he's hit that mark in just two of his last five games. But in those five games, he's averaged 6.2 catches. That's because in two games, he went crazy. He had huge numbers. The Niners have allowed seven or more receptions to wide receivers 10 times. And in the 20 instances where a wide receiver has at least seven targets, that player has only had 
seven catches 50% of the time. I think I'm going under here on Rasheed Rice. It may not be a popular opinion, though, Bob. So six and a half is slightly under my projection is 6.7. So I'm going to take the over. All right. You and your projections. Wow. You're, you're, you know, you're Mr. Math all of a sudden over here. All right. Receiving yards, 66 and a half. He has hit this total 32 times, uh, 32% of the time. If he did it 32 times, I'd be definitely going the over. Um, but 32% of the time, which is not great. He's hit that mark just twice in his last five games. The 49ers have allowed opposing wide receivers to beat them for 67 yards or more 15 times. But since week 15, only three have hit that mark. So you're looking at ballpark like one per game. Uh, the most yards a receiver has had, though, against them in that time is Amon Ross St. Brown at 87. Uh, do you think Rasheed goes over this total, Bob? I think he goes over. I have him right, right at 72 yards. I think that's pretty reasonable in this one. Um, and so make it four for over. Anytime touchdown is even money. He has scored a touchdown in 42% of his games, but he's scored just once in his last five and just three times in his last eight games, Bob. Your thoughts? I'm not going to bank on the touchdown. All right. Good. All right. I'm going to back off that one. All right. Let's go to the, let's go to the, uh, the Niners wideouts. We'll start with Brandon Ayuk. Four and a half catches. Like that seems really doable, really doable. Uh, but listen to this. He has posted at least five catches in 50% of his games, but he's failed to hit that mark in three straight games I, in four of six. Okay. Uh, but one of those games was week 18. He only played 23 snaps. So I can, I think we throw that one out of there. The Chiefs have allowed five or more catches to wide receivers 16 times. In the 43 instances where a wide receiver has had at least five targets, a player has hit the five catch mark just 37% of the time. What do we think, Bob? What are your odds on this one? Four and a half. Four and a half. I've seen this at plus 120. I'd take that. Okay. Interesting. I'd take uh, that. Yeah, I haven't projected 20, at 4.8. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Receiving yards, 61 and a half. He is he has surpassed 61 and a half in 50% of his games. Uh, he's hit that mark just twice in his last five, though. Though in those five games, he's averaged 81.4 yards because he had two really big games. The Chiefs have a lot of wide receivers to beat them for 67 or more yards 10 times. That's it. And since week 14, only two have hit the mark. But Zay Flowers did it in the AFC Championship game at 115. Bob Harris, thoughts? His A dot in the postseason is 13 and a half yards. I'm going to go ahead and take the over on this one. His A dot. Average depth of target, kids. A dot. Get into that A dot, baby. All right. Uh, he is... Let's see. Even money to score? No, he's plus money, 120. To score a TD. Thoughts on Brandon <clears throat> Ayuk getting into the end zone, Bob Harris? Uh, I'm a sucker for plus money. Um, even if I don't think you're, he's going to get in the for something. Even if I don't think, I'm probably not taking that bet, even though I'm a sucker for it. Probably All, not right. Taking it. All right. Now let's get to uh, Debo, who... Everyone thought he was hurt and was going to miss the NFC Championship game. And uh, I think he ended up doing pretty well statistically uh, in that contest. So uh, let's get to the totals for Debo Samuel, um, who could play a pretty big role in this game. Receptions prop is four and a half, Bob. Uh, he has had at least five catches 41% of the time. But he's failed to hit that mark in four of his last six. In two of those games, though, he was limited to 20 or fewer snaps 
uh, because he was either injured or they were resting him. In the nine games where Debo has played at least 50 snaps, he has had five catches six times. So that's a pretty good uh, percentage. The Chiefs, once again, five or more catches to opposing wide receivers 16 times for the year. Bob Harris, thoughts on Samuel and the receptions prop? I like the over. I think he should uh, he should be the top receiving asset here. Uh, the too high safety look that he is what he fares well against. He should see that a fair amount of the time this weekend. All right. Next up, we'll go to the receiving yards prop for Debo Samuel. Um, 58 and a half. Very achievable. Uh, Samuel has only hit this mark in 41% of his games uh, and just once in his last six. But he's gone over 58 and a half receiving yards in five of nine games where he's played at least 50 snaps. So, I mean, really, if Debo's going to play a full complement, based on the percentages, he's got a better than 50% chance to hit the mark, Bob. What do you think? Uh, I give him a better than 50% chance. I'm taking that. Okay. Be over. Uh, his his anytime touchdown is at plus 110. Yes, please. You love it. Man. I'm in. You love it. All right. Let's go to the two tight ends. Uh, Kelsey, who apparently may be getting engaged after this game. I don't know. Probably I'm not, not taking that bet. It's so stupid. Really? Like, people are just... Is there an offshore that's really offering that? There are many places offering that. That, that. To me, that's the biggest win in the history of wins. Like, that. what's the juice on it? It's got to be crazy. It is. It's ridiculous. It's got to be... All right. So his receptions prop is six and a half. Now he has posted at least seven catches in 39% of his games this year. That's it. But he has hit it in two of the three postseason games. And the 10 games where Kelsey has had at least 50 snaps, he has had seven plus catches only four times, Bob, 40% of his games. The 49ers have allowed seven or more catches to tight ends just twice all year, including the playoffs. But here's a little interesting side note. Kelsey averages 8.2 targets per game. The 49ers face just three tight ends who had eight or more targets all year long, but those tight ends combined for 27 catches. So if you do the math, Bob, three into 27, pretty good. It's close. What do you think? I think I'm probably not going to take the, this one. I, if you, I like, again, I, I would prefer to take the over. So if I was really dead set on betting this, I would bet the over. I haven't projected a 6.7 catches. Uh, the receiving prop is 70 and a half, 44% of the time. Kelsey has hit that mark, um, but he has gone three straight where he's hit that mark. And in that time, he's averaged 87.3 yards. But in the 15 games before that, Bob Harris, 65.6 yards. So pretty close. Uh, the Niners have allowed tight ends to beat them for more than 71 or more yards three times. And just two have had more than 56 against them since week eight. But this is Kelsey. Among the four tight ends who have had at least eight targets against them, that was Trey McBride, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Sam Laporta, uh, also in that mix. Those three out of four finished with at least 86 receiving yards. My assumption is that you're going over here. I am going over here. I All think right. that's an easy number, too. Anytime touchdown at minus 150, any interest in that? I'll take that. All right. George Kittle. His props are low, bro. Um, he said that. Poet and didn't know it. Three and a half catches. He has posted at least four in 39% of his games. And he's failed to hit that mark in five of his last eight. Uh, the Chiefs have allowed four more catches at tight ends eight times. Kittle has averaged 5.6 targets per game for the entirety of the year. Among the 10 tight ends 
that the Chiefs have faced who have had five or more targets, half of them would beat the total. So what are your thoughts here with George Kittle? Uh, I've got him pegged for about four catches, 60 yards. So uh, I'm, I'm good. I, I think those are pretty solid numbers for him. Okay. 47 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he has actually hit this mark 61% of the time. Pretty Go good. Ahead. You like this over? I do Kittle? like this over. He's at plus money for a touchdown also plus 120. Mm. He's only scored a touchdown in 28% of his games. Yeah, probably not. Three of not, his touchdowns came in one game. Not enthusiastic about this one, but I do like the I do like the the odds here. So, would you say that you're curbing your enthusiasm? Uh, it's like a reference to a show I don't watch. I don't know. I will tell you this. Why are you crazy? Why don't you watch that show? It's so good. Because I'm a busy man. I don't have time to watch every damn show on the television. What are you talking about? All right. You just watch every damn thing. Like, you even watch Seinfeld. I'm told that's not a very good show. You probably watch Friends, too. Uh, Travis Kelsey. I did not watch Friends. I did not watch Friends. Seinfeld, yes. Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift. Yes, plus 1060. No, minus 3,000. I told you it was juiced. That's insane, man. All right. Let's get to some of the um the you know the the crazy novelty props that you know the kids like to do. These I think days. I just did the craziest one. That is a crazy. Uh, would you be willing to throw hundred dollars down on a on a no? No. Nah. No, nah, for three three you say three thousand? Nah. That's insane. I have no interest. In, I have no that. interest in the That's in cheesy. The... You ain't gonna do that. Come on now. All right. So let's let's have some fun here with the uh with some of the props. The novelty props, all right? So, the the national anthem going over or under 90 and a half seconds. Now, I will say this. Jen Piacenti, who is an amazing fantasy football analyst, fantasy baseball analyst, and prop queen. She is the prop princess, actually. But I think she's the queen. Somebody else already has that name. She also is a professional singer. Like, she sings opera. Like, she's flipping awesome. And Jen is so crazy good at what she does. Notice the pause there that she sang the national anthem at her pace. And this year it is Reba McIntyre, who is 68 years old. Uh, Not as old as Bob, but, you know, getting up there. And Jen says it's going under based on her. I don't know the, the the number of minutes that it took her to do it. Bob Harris. I told people got no time for this nonsense. It's going on. But all right, what do you think? Under. No. No. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the under. Okay. So I mean, if I had if I was betting on one of these things, I think it's going to be less than ninety seconds. I'm with Jen, and like I said, old people don't have time to mess around. We got things to do. Like she's do you take know that since two thousand eight, um, this has been recorded, which is insane. Can you believe, Bob, there was actually a push? Kelly Clarkson was an was a push. <laughs> I would like to see I would like to see her betting slips, please. Two of the last three have gone under. Excuse me, have gone over, but two of the last four have gone under. So whatever. Um, I, I know. All right. Ready? Next up, Usher, halftime show. Over under total songs. I know who he is. I couldn't name one song he's ever done. I, I'm sorry, I don't care. I I Sorry, not sorry. Uh, the over is eight and a half. The under is uh, uh, the under is at one ten minus one ten. Uh, the over is at minus one thirty. Bob, <laughs> let's say let's say this. Let's say this. 
Um, in the last six Super Bowls, total songs. Justin Timberlake, 11, Maroon 5, 9. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, remember they did like all strip thing there? 17. The Weekend, which apparently is not Saturday and Sunday. It's this guy, 9. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Millar. By the way, all favorites of Bob Harris. 11 songs, and Rihanna did 15. And the over under. Got to take the over have. here, right? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't you know. have to take the over. I don't like uh, the NFL is not rigged, but I wonder if some of this isn't open to some collusive uh, nature. I don't know. It's just like you know, it seems like it's a narrow band of people in control of these things. Yeah. All right. The Gatorade bath. Now think about this. This is like, random. Think about this. You can totally fix any of this stuff, right? You can totally fix any of it, but. You know, I mean, what happens if a player on one of the teams tells one of his buddies, hey, guys, there's a lot of orange Gatorade over here, and I'm going to grab one and dump it on my coach. I don't know. It feels like it's easily fixed, whatever. Purple, Bob, which, by the way, is the best flavor of Gatorade, plus 275. That's your I'm best. I'm going to take that. It is the best flavor. That's the only reason. And it is. Plus. Um, clear or water is plus 1,100. Um, Nobody so, likes yeah, that. That's, that's not, um, not good. All right. Next one. Well, here we go. I'll, I'll actually go through some of the recent Gatorade colors. Last year was purple, and it was the Chiefs. Do they stick with purple? Blue for the Rams, blue for the Bucks, orange for the Chiefs, orange for the Chiefs. Hmm. But it was purple last year. Blue for the Patriots, yellow for the Eagles. And uh, in, in Super Bowl 51, the Patriots did not shower Bill Belichick with anything. Because my guess is that he'd be really pissed. If you did that, but anyways, Probably. um, it has not been clear or water since Super Bowl 42 giants. Um, this information is just insane, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, some of the other novelty preps that you peps, uh, props, excuse me, that you could do. I can't speak English. Apparently the coin toss, both teams at minus one ten. um, tails has a slight edge coming up 30 times in 57 previous Super Bowls, so keep that in mind. Uh, will any scoring drive be shorter than the National Anthem, Bob Harris? Uh, this one is pretty easy, right? It takes about a minute 30 to get through the National yeah. Anthem. So It's entirely, it's entirely possible. What, what are the, what's the numbers there? Minus 180 for a yes, plus 135 for a no. Mm. Mm. I might do this one. I might, really? I, okay. might take the, I might take the less than 130. All right, there you go. If, if right. you're thinking this is going to be a close game, somebody's going to win it on the final drive. That number is good. All right. Uh, the first commercial to play, BMW or Coors Light? Why is it BMW? Like, what? why isn't it like Budweiser or something? I don't know. I neither drink nor drive, so I'm probably going to recuse myself from this, uh, this uh, question. Yes, BMW is a slight favorite at minus 110. Uh, will a player record an octopus? That does not mean throwing one onto the field. This is not hockey. That means scores a touchdown and then converts on the two-point conversion after that. Bob, a yes is plus 1,200. A no is minus 1,400. I have a dollar. So you'll say yes? Yes. But I don't think it's going to happen. But some, I have would a dollar. Say, some would say you have more than a dollar. Um, Maybe. Bob Harris, a wealthy man. All right. The jersey of the first touchdown scorer. Will the jersey number of the player who scores the first touchdown be over or under 22 and a half? So if you think it's going to be Kelsey or Kittle or McCaffrey, 
You're going over. I'll take the over. If you're thinking it's Rice, Debo, Ayuk, or Brock Purdy or Mahomes, now Brock Purdy or Mahomes would have to run one in or catch one, which would be strange. Uh, then you'll want the under. So you're going you're going the over? I'll take the over. Minus 115. There you go. All right. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown on TV? The over is four and a half at minus 175. The under is at plus 130. I'll take the under. I feel like three is enough. All right. This one here. Well, you mentioned you mentioned the proposal prop. Um, I've got it at plus 210 to say yes, minus 190 to say no. Mm. I don't know. That's freaking weird. Um, I, I love this one. You have, you, I, I, I will say this before we, before we get, uh, we do our predictions and get off the, uh, get off the pod. Usher's first song at halftime. I don't know any of these songs. My way. OMG. Yeah. DJ got us fallen in love, loving this club. You got it bad. You remind me burn confessions. Part two, worst confessions. Part one. You make me wanna. Uh, my way is the uh, favorite at plus one hundred. Any thoughts? Sure, I'll take that. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know any of these songs. None. Uh, yeah, I, I have. I have no clue. No idea. Anyways, I mean, guys, we're not here to give you novelty prop advice, but that's just fun stuff. There's nothing on Budweiser, Doritos, or anything like that. Ah, whatever. Anyways. Um, the commercials have not been great the last few years, by the way, but it is what it is. So Bob Harris <clears throat> currently, uh, the point spread for this contest. And it just went away because of uh, a Gordian knot. Um, it's, it's the chiefs plus two. The chiefs have been very profitable to wagerers when they have been underdogs when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Um, they're eight and three. Three, no, nine, eight, and four against the spread when Taylor Swift is in attendance. Bob Harris, your thoughts. Who will win the game? Who are we wagering on? I'll take the San Francisco minus two, please. I have it 31-24. The most popular money line bet uh, is the uh, is the Chiefs. Like, and so, so I have bet against the Chiefs in every round so far. And I have been freaking wrong every round so far. Um, what a stupid the Ravens just choke like that. I, I will there. say, so I picked San Francisco going into the playoffs. I picked them San Francisco okay. against Baltimore. The Chiefs definitely have momentum I on their too. side. And I totally feel not good about this, but I'm sticking with the Niners and have told myself a happy story. And if it totally collapses, I will not be surprised. I am going Chiefs 24-21, something like that. I say it's the Chiefs win. They, 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 they beat the two points. They obviously hit on the money line and the under comes and Travis up. Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift on the field. No, but there will be a kiss. While Usher sings. Is there a prop on whether or not that kiss involves tongue? No, there's not that. I love this. I love this podcast. I love you, Bob Harris. And uh, I love everybody out there who's listening to our nonsense. We hope that you have a little bit of fun along the way. Uh, enjoy. Super Bowl 58 from Sin City. Uh, by the way, what was the uh, prop on a NFL player, current or former, being bitten by a coyote? Uh, because that one apparently came up. Did you not hear about that? I didn't hear about that. 
Apparently, like an NFL player, like I think it's a former NFL player got bit by a coyote at some park. If it looks like a big dog and it's got big nasty teeth, don't go pet the damn thing. All right. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online uh, for the great Bob Harris, the legendary king. For our pal Toss, who's behind the virtual glass. I don't know where the hell he is. I think he may be in Las Vegas. He's on Radio actually. Row. What's that? He's on Radio Row right He's now. He's on Radio Row with all the important you people belong. Belong. like us are sitting in our home studios. I am Fabs. We will talk to you guys next week when we start breaking down the rookies. That's right. After the Super Bowl, we start getting ready for 2024 with the incoming rookie class. Have a great weekend, all. Don't drink too much. And don't guacamole is gross. I'm not a big fan of guacamole, but uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of that enjoyed everywhere. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast. People are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.